0: Hey, this is Alex, and you're tuned in to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. It is Friday, March 5th, and what a day it was yesterday. I mean, the market was not at all happy about what Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell had to say about the interest rates in our federal bonds. His indifference led to a lot of selling all across the board, giving up almost all the gains we had in 2021 to date. Two very important things I want you to remember. Stay calm and avoid FOMO which is a fear of missing out. There'll be many opportunities to make money, but you need to be a sniper right now and stalk your prey until it's time to attack. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about open interest. It's a super nice tool to have in your toolbox when investing and it's especially beneficial for options traders. So stay tuned. Okay, so open interest is typically associated with the futures and options markets. Uh, definition: It's a total number of contracts held by market participants at the end of the day. They calculate it by, and if you're using, you know, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, it's all calculated for you. A lot of these things are calculated for you; you don't have to do any work. But if you want to know, it's calculated by adding all the open contracts and then subscri- uh, subtracting all the ones that are that have been closed. Right? So if there's 10 open contracts in the market and you know 3 of them get closed at the end of the day, open interest is going to be around is at 7. Right? Um so an open contract is like when you buy an option, or you buy a call or a put, or if you sell an option, if you sell a call or a put. And the same thing goes for futures, but uh because most of you are options traders or you're interested in trading options, I'm going to be using the phrase options in this, but do know that it does work for futures too for those of you who do trade futures. Now, open interest only decreases when positions are closed. Remember, for every buyer, there has to be a seller and vice versa. For every seller, there has to be a buyer. So if you own a call option, you've you've contributed to open interest by one. If you sell to close that call option and it's not bought by somebody else, then open interest remains at one until someone agrees to buy that contract from you And that person is closing their short position, right? And then then it goes neutral, right? So there has to be a buyer for a seller and a seller for a buyer or open interest does not change. Now, think of it like money flow. Open interest will increase when there's more money coming into the markets or coming into a contract and it'll decrease as people exit, right? As money exits it, right? Think enter, increase, exit, decrease. So it works for underlying securities, right? So the actual stock, but it also works for the contracts, so the like the derivatives like again options and futures. So when an options contract so like a strike price, so a call option on let's say Apple at a 120 strike and whatever expiration date, every single one of those contracts has its own open interest because people are moving in and out of those contracts, right? If a buyer and a seller both exit uh, one contract position on a trade, then open interest decreases by one, right? But like I said before, if you own a call option and you you sell to close your call option, but you sell to somebody else who wants a call option and he takes it from you, then open interest doesn't decrease because that contract is still open. It just went to somebody else. But if you sell your call option to somebody who was short a call option or who was selling theirs, they have to buy back one to cover, then that contract closes because it's closing from both ends. Now, this is a great way to measure market sentiment, right? Because if people are willing to hold positions overnight, right, while others are coming into the market, that means the trend is likely to continue. If you think about it, if I hold, if the market's going down and I buy a put option and I keep that put option overnight, and uh, the market, uh, open interest doesn't go down, and somebody else enters the market on the put side, open interest just went up by another one because I didn't close mine, so it stayed flat, and then somebody else entered, so it went up by one. If open interest is increasing, that means more people are jumping on to the current trend, right? or at least the trend of that contract. If people are leaving... Right. And at the end of the day, open is decreasing. That means I'm closing my positions. Right. I'm not holding it or entering. I'm closing. Right. That means I'm exiting the market. That's money leaving. That means that the trend is not supported by the participants in the market. Right. So it goes both ways. It goes up and it goes down. Now it's very important to realize that although I said uh in that example, I said, Oh, I have a put and somebody else buys a put and they're writing it down. Open interest does not tell you direction, right? The highs and the lows of open interest tell you what the investors are thinking. In that example, I have a put, so I think the market's going to go down, but it doesn't mean that I'm correct, and it doesn't mean that the position will be profitable. So just because people are piling into a particular contract, it doesn't mean it's going to be profitable or, or, or it's correct. It's just giving you a number that allows you to gauge market sentiment. It's just another tool in the toolbox. Now, it's utility, Right? Because it can't pick direction. Its utility lies. And as an option trader, it tells you how liquid a contract is, right? As well as how many people are interested in it. So if I have a call option on Apple and there's a bunch of people interested in it, it doesn't tell me if they have calls or puts, it just tells me there's a bunch of open contracts on it. But that means if I want to sell a contract, that means the market is liquid because there's a lot of open positions. Right. If I want to sell on someone's looking to buy then there's a greater chance that I will get filled. And another good thing is high open interest equals a better chance of getting filled at a good price. So when you're doing those market orders or limit orders, when you do a limit order and you're trying to get a particular price, the market has to move in your favor for you to get filled on that. When a market order just fills you the next available price. Well, the reality of it is if the tape is telling you one thing, and you put in a market order, but there's a low open interest, your chance of getting filled at a good price decreases because it has to just grab the next best price, right? So you could be overpaying by a large amount if the next best price is super high. But if there are a lot of contracts open and you do that market order, well, the next best price for you is a lot closer to what you want so you can get filled at a better position, which is really, which is really cool. So now how is this different from volume? Volume affects all activity, well open interest is specific to how many open positions are there. so if I open a position and I hold it and I don't close it, it goes up by one that stays flat and then if the next day if I don't do anything, nothing changes right but with volume, if I open a position and I close a position it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if there's a new uh, buyer that's a brand new person or if it's an old buyer looking to close, volume moves up and down no matter what the contract does as long as it's moving. Right. So if I sell my call option to a brand new buyer, right, open interest doesn't change, right, because that contract's still open. But when you're talking about volume, when I sell it and he buys it, volume just went up by two, right, because the share moved twice, right? So volume is all activity where open interest is strictly new positions and people holding old positions, right? Um, And that's really the difference between volume and open interest. So remember, when you're using volume and open interest, they're very good tools to go together. Normally, when you plot an open interest, they plot it over the volume chart. If volume and open interest are moving in the same direction, that trend is super, super strong. Because that means there's a lot of activity, and that means a lot of that activity is new uh, positions being opened. Right, but if volume is moving super high and open interest is going down, that means a lot of activity, but people are closing positions, and that could let you know maybe there's a reversal coming. So, that's how you use open interest and volume when trading options or swing trading. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm always trying to find new ways for you to level up your toolbox for when you're out there trading. So next time you look at a contract, take a peek over at the open interest. Do your trades typically work out better when open interest is higher? Make sure you start measuring your success, if you're having success out there, to see how you can add more factors into favor uh, and increase your chances of winning on trades, right? So if you're already winning and you're not looking at open interest, Maybe you can go back and look at your trades and see, okay, the open interest was super high on these five and I won and super low on this one and I lost. Now you know, okay, open interest favors my trades. You can start taking a look at those uh, as well when you start entering positions or thinking about positions. Until next time, remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure.